We wanted to take a second to address the current state of our nation and society. Too many black men and women have lost their lives at the hands of the police in the oppressive system we live in. The recent murder of George Floyd is not a wake-up call. It's just the same damn alarm that's been ringing for black men and women for centuries. We stand in solidarity of the many who are fighting, protesting, and raising their voices on the front lines to end police murder and brutality and systemic oppression of black people. Black lives matter. It's impossible for us not to address this when talking about a league and entity that is made up of almost 70% of black men. Our job as white men is to shut up and listen to the black voices and to amplify them. You can do this by donating to the many amazing organizations fighting this fight day in and day out, including Black Lives Matter, Campaign Zero, and Freedom Funds based in your city. Our podcast is designed to bring some fun and joy for a sliver of your day. Stay safe. We love you all. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Welcome to Debates on Tap Presents Football, the show. But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I mean, Sam Darnold needs five downs to get a first down. Bears season's going to end on a double doink. Baker Mayfield is better at throwing to the other team. Giants are coming off a worse week than Harvey Weinstein. I, uh, yeah, opened this beer and I cut my finger. I, th- I don't think I'm going to be able to record for four to six weeks. <laughs> I don't think I can. I, I know, know it's not on my, on my, it's on my recording hand. I know your day to day. And you know, so. Are you going to have surgery? Because that's gonna that's gonna be a part of the timeline of def- figuring out, you know, if you're gonna be available day to day. Look at this face. What's this uh, face telling this face, you? You're not. You're you're shaking your head at me. I'm not gonna do surgery. Oh boy, I'm that's gonna that's gonna out. yeah. You're gonna just see what happens. I'm fucked on fantasy. <laughs> I hate it because of Russell Wilson, which it sucks. Did you did you watch any of that game? The Seahawks I watched and the first Rams? half. Yeah. And then I went to sleep. Yeah. Knowing. I was like, Russell's going to come alive yeah, in the Russ, second half. Russell, Russ Cooks, baby. He's going to give me 15 plus points. What does he give me? Nine. Because he hurt his fucking finger in the middle of the fourth quarter. The man who has never been injured throws a ball, hits Aaron Donald's massive arm, and tears a tendon. He hit his helmet. No, he hit his, he hit his arm. Which is probably harder than his helmet. <laughs> it's Aaron Donald. But hit on like throwing as he's falling through, hit like his, el- like, uh, his forearm. And tore a tendon on top of of a, from a muscle on top of his throwing it. So like gripping would be probably so painful. And he decided to have surgery, and he's out basically for the rest of the season. You know, we talked about this a lot. Did I we? think we talked about this on the show about how some of the most minor hits yeah. in a game would knock you and I out for weeks. Speaking of the show, this is the NFL show <laughs> brought to you by Debates on Tap. I'm Brendan. I'm Brian. But yes, I, I love. That I mean, there's there's a really funny meme of like a dumpy f- jackass guy sitting on the couch with a beer. A kicker misses a sixty yard field goal, and he's like, or you know, he's like, "Fucking asshole, I could probably do that." No, you couldn't. Not a chance. Not a chance you could do that. You'd be lucky to hit a twenty yarder. And that's what like uh, there's a funny thing. Seth Kaiser, he's a Kansas City Chiefs writer, things like that. He ever so ever so often does a hypothetical of like you get ten plays to do something in NFL. How much do you think you could succeed? It's like none. I you, bet you could do one. One out of ten, I bet. You think, okay, you are a running back, and your your goal is to score from the 10-yard line. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. 
You're telling me you could succeed at least one time as a running back in the NFL. <laughs> I would get fucking destroyed. Against Aaron Donald is chasing you down. If I had the hole that our offensive line has been <laughs> that, making for Clyde the last two is, weeks. That is true. That I is mean, true. our offensive line has come a long way. And I, it's been, a, I mean, the Larry Johnson years boy. are the last time I've seen that show. Boy. But that's the dream because we want to take, obviously, the Chiefs. We're talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. What else? We want to take a little bit of the pressure off Mahomes and the ability to do stuff, even though the, the offense is on a historic statistical season. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, you know, I, I've seen people worried about the offense on Twitter after I'm, the past or the first two, two or three it weeks. It is. It's wild to think the Chiefs offense put up 42 points and people are like, I don't know. You know, like it, it's, it it's, a a, it's kind of a bizarre feeling. I'm far more concerned about the defense. We all should be. Because to to give up 30 and, and again I I one of those touchdowns granted of the 30 points the Eagles put up was garbage time. Definitely. It right. was a, it was 42 to to, 20, to 23. 23, yeah. That so should have been the final. That score. should have been the final score so it was garbage I, I I take that out. But like our defense was just lit up all game long by the passing game that the Eagles did. Um, the running game by the Eagles, like it was, it was not pretty. I'll say we were much this time though against the Eagles. We ha- we were much more bend don't break than we had been the rest of the right. season. Right, our we, red zone we finally like held them to three field goals, so that, which our, is yeah, great. Yeah, not our red zone defense, I guess, just our scoring just defense, defense in general. Because because yeah, statistically, before the Eagles game, if you as soon as you fielded the ball. It was likely your offense against Chiefs defense. You were going to get like three point four points. Yeah, you were guaranteed to get points on the board. Yeah, which is like that's that's the worst rate in the league. So thank God against the Eagles, the defense held the Eagles to it, it to three field goals, which is fantastic. If you had to pick, two thousand eighteen to two thousand twenty one, which defense 18. is worse? Eight, eight no, worse. Yeah. 2020 statistically is the worst defense as of right now. Twenty twenty one. 2021 defense is the worst defense right now. Yeah, it is worse than the 2018 defense, which was bad. And you know, some of it, uh, the optimist in me wants to say, if Spags, I I don't like shit talking players. I I to really a, don't. To a, to a point. I, to a point. Yeah, well, but because, I, I would agree. I would agree. Because again, you just mentioned the dumpy asshole on the couch, <laughs> right? right? We're two dumpy assholes we behind are. microphones. We are. We are. So I don't want to shit talk the players and say, oh, why can't he just do this? So I'll, I'll shit talk the coach. Why is Spags not starting Juan Thornhill? I let's just full there, stop on that. Right? Yeah, there, there's a there, that's a bizarre thing that happened through training camp with the way Spags talked about Thornhill, as in like basically kind of framing it as Thornhill has to earn his way back. Like he lost his job into the lineup, which yeah. sure Thornhill got hurt at the end of the 2019 season, the Super Bowl season, Super Bowl winning season. I'm sorry, and then uh, worked his way back into the lineup in 2020, and then played a lot in the back half of the the year. But like through training camp. Thornhill was on third team a lot in the preseason, played a lot of preseason time, which generally, if you play a lot during the preseason, that means you're either not getting a job or you need the work. Yeah. And I think some of it, too, to me, was trying to get his snap count back in, get him more comfortable. And that's that's the thing. You watch his 2020 2020 film, last year's film, and Thornhill was. He wasn't as confident, which that's what he talked about after he tore his ACL. And that's what Matthew talked about to him a lot, um, was that after Matthew tore his ACL, it took like a year to get his confidence back to like, oh, I can trust this leg again. Yeah. Which I, I totally that that's that's fine. I I, I get that. But I, I there there are two players that stand out on the field right now who are not producing at all. 
What are, who are they? Brendan? Ben Neiman and Dan Sorensen. Then those are two players they will talk shit on. I, 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 I love Dan Sorensen. Dirty Dan. I don't. You, usually as, you know, Dan Sorensen is the type of guy that he's not the most athletically gifted person, but he is there. At the, he's at the right place at the right time, generally, and can do his job. I have thoughts about that. And, and remind me to come back to it when we you We will. And, and, but this season... Sorensen has lost a step and he is not that guy anymore. Yep. And I, I just can't fathom that that putting Sorensen on the field over someone like Juan Thornhill, who is a second round draft pick who should be playing. Is, There's analysts is, that have called them the best safety tandem. In yeah. The league. Is wor- Thornhill. I do not believe for a second that Thornhill is worse than Dan Sorensen. Like that, that does not make any sense to me. And then Ben Neiman, that, that, that has been a thing us and Chiefs Keen have been asking for three years now is why does Ben Neiman get snaps? And basically the answer you get is that Ben Neiman, despite his lack of athletic ability, knows the system. Great man, but he's fucking us repeatedly in yeah. the system, like over and over again. Didn't Sorensen have more missed tackles than yeah. Sorensen, NFL teams? Sorensen is leading the league in missed tackles. He has more than some teams have collectively yep. as a person. I think part of it is, so you mentioned, you, you make my point almost for me. Thank you. Is, is that We're simpatico. <laughs> you know who's not simpatico? Uh, Sorensen being in the right place at the right time. Yeah. he At one time, he was like that, and you could guarantee that at least once a game, Sorensen would have a great play that would generally change. Once the game. a game. Now, now I, but I think people are romanticizing this because I know where I was. Yeah. Right. When the Chiefs came back on the Texans <laughs> right. in our Super Bowl run. Yes. Because Dan he had, had a game clinching correct fake punt stop. And that that's what happens. And but I but has I think, that one play a game where But he I think it's that play specifically right. that people because that game is so memorable. I would agree. And they're they're latching onto it. And maybe even Spags is latching onto it. Yeah, and he's just like Sorensen just you, has the mind for it. And no, you also have to think Sorensen is a veteran and general sometimes So is Thornhill. Well, you know, give or take. But that's the, for some reason that but besides those two players, those two players are killing us. We need Willie Gay back. Willie Gay has been activated as of this recording, but I I don't know if he's going to play or not. I can't speak to that. Um but Willie Gay is a better linebacker than Ben Neiman. Yes. Um and Juan Thornhill is a better safety than Dan Sorensen. And and I would feel much better having those two on the field because that makes our linebacking right. core immediately better, which right. has been a big problem. And it makes our yeah. secondary immediately better. Now, granted, against the Eagles, we didn't have Fenton or Ward. Yes. Fenton and Ward were both out, but hopefully think Christ <laughs> has risen. They will play they will play this weekend because we need them against the Bills. Yeah. But just real, we'll, we'll talk I want to say a couple things about the Eagles game but then we'll move on to a couple other games and then next Oh week. right, it's not a Chiefs spot. It's an it, NFL it, podcast. Yeah, but yeah. but you watch I I rewatched I don't know what sickness I had that made me rewatch the the Eagles game specifically at the defense and Seth Kaiser has a phenomenal uh defensive breakdown on his Substack. I I highly recommend Chief in the North uh Substack. Um or yeah, Substack. But basically just talking about like in the past four weeks, the defense has just looked like what used to be a very sound, uh, played well together, cohesive secondary specifically. It looked like they knew what was going on. This season yeah. looks like they there are times watching the Eagles game where I, I told Brian we were watching the game together. We watch every game but I, we were watching the game together. I was like, oh, more power to the Eagles. They're doing a very short passing game to mitigate Chris Jones in the pass rush. You watch the game, and yes, that that was some of that, but 
there were times the defense had no idea where they should be. Yeah. There were times I sent Brian a couple of like gifts and screenshots from that Seth Kaiser chief in the North um, newsletter of like guys who should, they, you know, very before the snap, there was uh, the offense was running a wide receiver in motion from one side of the field back to the other side of the field. No one passed him off. No one <laughs> accounted for him. Yeah. A couple Just times it, crazy shit, out, man. it looked like, Almost nobody besides the front four and Matthew yes. knew where they needed there to were, be. There were, t- there were times Matthew did. There were times that Matthew looked not lost, but looked like he was like, and, and that's the thing is that like you watch some of that game and generally you can say, oh, they're running like man or they're running zone. There are times in the game I was like, I don't know what the Chiefs are doing. They're just sort of out because there. Because they're just out there. There yeah. was that play, the gif I sent Brian of like, at one time there were three open guys on the field and you're just like, I don't know what anyone's doing right now. Um, and then that was the play afterwards that, uh, you, you can see that Matthew like lights up the entire defense. Cause he's basically like, what the fuck is everyone doing right now? Like, this is crazy. Part of it. I'm hoping cause, uh, we've talked about it before and I know we need to move on, but, um, yeah, yeah. how Spag's defense is a little bit complicated. It, it, it is a very complicated defense. And we where... had two cornerbacks out. Yes. That game. But like. A lot of these guys should kind of know what's going on. They need to know, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I get it's complicated. And it, does, it will take a little bit for the defense to get gelled, which that's what's happened the past two years, is that it takes, in a SPAC's defense, takes a little bit of time for the defense to get better. But our defense has never, in the Pat Mahomes era, been this bad. It is atrocious how bad this defense looks. Like yeah. it's, and it's baffling. Like, it's wild. Yeah. If we do this shit against... We'll, we'll talk about the Bills game a little bit more in depth here in a second, but like... If this defense shows up and does this against the Bills, the Chiefs are fucked. Well, let's, like it's not going to be pretty. Let's dive in because there's no point to talk about four other games and then come back to the Chiefs. Now let's let's, let's talk, talk a little about bit about Sunday Night Football. Yeah, let's start with Sunday Night Football. I want to talk about the Bills. So have had an interesting run. So they they beat they lost the Steelers Week One in a baffling game. Like you watched that game because I, I think Brian watched it or like saw a little bit of it, and then I watched like some highlights of it, and I was like, what happened? Like. No one scored for long periods of the t- like time. Yeah, it was very low scoring. Um, both then finally in the second half, the Steelers' offense kind of showed up and and decided to to win the game. It was like low. It was like twenty six to seventeen. Like it was a bizarre game. And then since then, the Bills have played. Uh, this past week, they played the Texans, who didn't have uh, Tyra Taylor and David Mills turned the ball over four or five times. Jesus. Um, they beat the Texans forty to nothing. Yep. They blew out the the Dolphins because Tua Tua got hurt, unfortunately. I'm like real early too. Right? Like he threw four passes, completed one, and then got hurt. Yeah. And then they put in their backup Jacoby Brissett, who Jacoby Brissett is a fine backup quarterback when he has an offensive line. But in with as long as he has an offensive line and he's not put in a like into the game yeah. to like, just like go start. So they they shut out the Dolphins in that game and then beat another bad team as well. But you look, and sure, their defense statistically is the best in the league, the Bills. But, like, it should be. They're playing bad teams. Like That, that makes sense. Yeah, ta- uh, uh, Taylor Henneke, or the Washington, Washington football team, yeah. was the other guy. Yes, and, I, and Washington put up a few, several points against them. Yeah. Um, but they, they have not played an offense like Mahomes with, hypothetically, Josh Gordon, which I'm very interested to see how that's going to play out. Um, but also, even still within this small sample size of playing bad teams, Josh Allen has not looked like he did the past two years where people were like, oh, Josh Allen is actually that MVP caliber quarterback we 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 think he should be. This season, he has a couple of decent plays, but statistically, he is like, 
kind of fallen off a cliff a little bit, which is kind of wild to see. It can happen, you know. It can. It's not always the sophomore slump. Sometimes right. it's it's the junior or senior slump, um, and it could just be an off year, right? Tom Brady has had bad years, straight up, just 100%, bad years, hundred percent. So I mean, it's not to say that he's going to keep getting worse, but it could just be an off year. It could be an off four games, right? It, it totally could be. Those defenses could also have been uh, giving him looks that he wasn't ready for, right? Every once in a while, totally. So, yeah. Um, so who who knows what's going to happen there? Um, Brian and I all week have been texting back and forth about like our panic or our anxiety panic level from zero being no panic whatsoever. I'm cool as a cucumber to 10 being I'm going to blast off into the space because if the anxiety is going to drive me into the space, into the neither space. of us were ever a zero. No, uh, I think I've, I've at one point you told me like a five. Yeah. Well, at one point I was, cause I read this article that I sent to Brian. Brian was like, what, why? And then drove me back up to like an eight. <laughs> yeah. But I read this article about Josh Allen and the offense and how like they are they have not even though they've been beating teams they beat the Texans forty to nothing but that was because they got like five turnovers that put them in better field position things like that. But outside of that, Josh Allen has not looked great, and I'm hoping the Chiefs defense puts something together to like help out and and hopefully with with Ward and Fenton back that will help a lot the secondary out a lot and then God willing they put in. Thornhill a little bit more, um, but the, but the Bills they they've been running the ball really well. Um, Josh Allen I think is still dangerous. Like you know he still has a great arm. Him and Diggs or Beasley could pop off at any yeah, time for a play. And so. Dawson Knox, their tight end, is is oh, really yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. You know so and that's that's one thing that's been killing the Chiefs in the middle and on the flat in the perimeter of the field is running backs and tight ends. Yeah, so really and, what we need to rely on is is a, we need at least a turnover. Somewhere in the game, our defense has to create a turnover or Allen right. has to make a mistake uh, because I don't think straight up, if both teams no, play if, if this is a perfect, shootout and, it's and be, yeah. both teams are perfect, I, I again, I, I still come down to the only thing that can beat the Chiefs is themselves and now this defense, but the only thing that can beat the Chiefs offense is the Chiefs offense. Yeah, And we've seen that. Like, in, uh, like I saw this insane thing that was in the past – Two weeks, they've only punted once. The Chiefs offense has only punted once, and they turned the ball over like two or three times. I think it was four. Yeah, something like that, right? And and I mean, and then one of those interceptions, or I would not put on Mahomes. One went through Kemp's hands. The right. other one, he was getting tackled trying to do his Mahomes magic and, and would just throwing throw right the ball. The and yeah, it was fucked up. But like, and then the other two interceptions, I would definitely put on Mahomes. But but they've scored points on like 18 drives yeah. and only had one punt. Like this, this offense is insane. And I really hope with adding in Josh Gordon, which I get it, man. Like he's right. We've seen it three times, two, three years removed from actual football. Well, and and it, this has happened before. Cause he went from the Browns to the Seahawks. Right. And then he went from the Seahawks back to rehab and, and then, then to, the to the Patriots and then back, back to, to Seahawks. Rehab. And uh, yeah. So, so I mean, I, I first and foremost, I hope Josh Gordon has got the help and the, mental and physical and emotional help that he needs to like get over his addiction and things like that. Um, but also, I mean, I, I really hope that if basically it comes down to if Josh Gordon has 80% of what he had a few years ago where he was really good in short stretches, he, in this offense, he'll be pretty damn good. And we're getting him early enough in the year right. where if he can, if he can have good games, consistently right. and not you know his personal issues and stuff right. not come up and he's just a football player for the rest of the year he could be easily our number two right because the issue right now behind Tyree Kill 
is there is no wide receiver two who can consistently get open on one-on-one coverage, right? Like you have McCall Hartman who can like break away sometimes, but like he's not doing that consistently. And like D Rob and Byron Pringle are not doing that consistently either. And my my boy Fountain is not getting playing time. I know he's not getting he's not getting playing time, but I hope Josh Gordon is six foot three, two hundred and thirty pounds. 7% muscle. The dude is big, strong. 7% body 7% fat. body fat. I'm sorry. He's only 7%. 7% oh, muscle no. would be like bad. That would be really Why bad. Is he out of the field? That would be crazy. But he's 7% body fat. The dude is a monster, and he's strong. Um, I think it it says a lot that in uh, one, he was on the practice squad when we signed him. He traveled with the team, which usually doesn't happen, and was warming up with Mahomes and the the the, the first team yeah. during warm-ups in um, Philly. I think that says, a guy, a, yeah. I, that says a lot about a practice squad player that the right. team has just signed. So I'm thinking that we'll see Josh Gordon pretty good in the mix against the Bills today. And I, I really hope everything works out okay. Because, because again, I think this this is a game that the Chiefs can 100% lose. And if I was a betting man and I see, I think the Chiefs are on top like, by by like a field goal by three points we or something were on like top that. higher than that than the Ravens game. I I, I feel like yeah I, I worry about this, but it's at home Sunday Night Football. The Chiefs have just had time after time again of things that th- this this is all fixable. Just know that that everything that's happening with the Chiefs right now is especially the defense is totally fixable. And if it takes some time, it's great. But if this game is a shootout, this will be the you know you hear this all the time. In game like this was the Rams game in 2018. Oh, the, the team that has the ball last is going to win the game. Like yeah. that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And I totally foresee this this being that. I would hammer if you're a betting person, hammer the over on this this, this whatever the over For is. Sure, hammer that because this game is going to be. I think unless something crazy happens, it's going to be a very high score. Wouldn't game. that be funny though? After we tell people all this shit that both and then, defenses yeah. just show up and it's and like just, three it's to like, seven yeah. in the fourth. <laughs> I would blow my mind. That would be <laughs> insane. But anyway, but a couple other games. Uh, yeah, now that we're done using you as our therapy. Yeah, good God. We'll, we'll talk about a couple other games from this this week. Uh, Thursday night, we already talked about a little bit that the Rams beat the Seahawks, which was wild to see. Yeah, I wonder if it would have been different if uh, if Russ would have stayed in if, the whole game. If Russ doesn't get hurt, it is different. But I mean, still think, I mean, in the fourth quarter, the Seahawks still put up 10 points. Right. D- yeah. uh, Gino had a, a, once he got settled, he had a pretty good pass to DK Metcalf. He drove him down. They, they kicked a field goal. And, and I feel bad. I mean, I do feel bad for Gino Smith. I mean, he got the chance to to lead a game-winning drive, and then uh, I think it was Tyler Lockett fell down. Just fell down, Uh, and he threw an interception. Tyler's normally – Lockett's a really solid receiver. Russ has been connecting with him a lot. So, yeah, that that, that sucked, man. I mean, a lot of of people were kind of – I mean, both like on Geno's side, but also kind of like, eh, well, what can you do? I mean, so – I but I think the Seahawks now two and three. They're in a really good conference – or division, I'm sorry, and a conference. Is this the year they they need to just like we're gonna sell the farm? We're gonna tank a little bit, you know, because like you're not gonna have Russ. Your team is art. You're two and three. You got to build that defense. against the their un, defense, undefeated yeah. Cardinals, who I think are still gonna be undefeated after this week. Yeah, their and their defense is is because remember that used yeah. to be their thing. They had yeah, Russ on the offense, right. and then they let their defense put them in good position. Yeah, and Jamal Adams doesn't look good. Nothing looks good on their defense. No, I mean, so yeah, do you tank for a defensive guy? I don't know. I don't know. And remember, because of the, oh, I think it's the Seahawks because of Jamal Adams trade, they don't have a first round pick this year or the next season. So oh yeah, even if they tank. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So anyway, so another fun uh, games uh, we have are uh, uh, like we, like we talked about last week. Uh, Broncos are playing the Steelers. Broncos lost against the Ravens, which 
we both kind of figured the Broncos are going to be pretenders in this whole thing. And I'm curious in, in Pittsburgh, is that defense going to show the Broncos like what's up, you know, but but still, I think it's gonna be an interesting game. Um, I feel so bad. Miami has to travel to Tampa Bay to play the Buccaneers. Oh, oh fast forward, Ty. What uh, did you uh, learn? Sorry, sorry. Oh, bye, uh, fast forward. I know that's I this I this is gonna be not a fun game to watch. Yeah, they might get picked apart. I think so. Uh, Titans are playing the Jaguars. Did you know the Titans have had they had twenty five people on their injury report this on Friday? I did see that, and that is fucking. But that's half your team. That's half your team. I think. Jaguars are going to get a win this week. Ooh, that'd be fun. They're in, they're in Duval and <laughs> and all this shit with Urban Meyer, which is insane and crazy. But I I, I think with how... They're going to have an interim. They don't have an interim, do they? No, Urban Meyer's still, still teaching. Or, teaching. <laughs> He's still coaching. He's teaching something He's at his barn teaching. in Ohio. Oh, my God. Uh, but no, Urban's still teaching. I, I'm very curious when all that's going to happen. But uh, I, I think... I think the Jaguars will beat a very beat up Tennessee team because Tennessee is they're two and two. They have not looked great by any means. So and I don't I let that fool you. Everything is falling apart. Jacksonville. Yeah. Jacksonville is on fire. Currently the only Even good, if they win, the only good thing they have is T law. That's it. Yeah, nobody gives a shit about urban. Like none of the players, uh, a game I'm really excited to see is the Browns and chargers. Um, because Char- I hope the Browns have to win. I think the Browns have to win, but you, you as watch a Chiefs fan. as Chiefs fan, the Browns need to win so we can get that tiebreaker over the, yep. over the chargers. Um, uh, but also Baker Mayfield, he hurt his sh- non-throwing shoulder torn a couple labor. weeks ago yeah. and it found out a torn label and then looked like shit against the Vikings last week. Like they won that game, but he only threw only connected like 10 passes or something like that. But the thing with Baker is he always seems kind of up and down. He'll always have like two or three stinkers in a year. He so. will. But I, I'm really curious how this game is going to go because they're in Los Angeles, but uh, I like the Browns. The Browns are a great team. So I, I think the Browns can do it, but it all depends on, again, comes down to what Baker does, you know, and if Baker's hurt and it affects him that much. Oh boy. Um, and then, yeah, kind of the last game I want to talk about is 49ers playing the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals only undefeated team right now and look really good. Trey Lance is starting. Yeah, Trey Lance starting for the 49ers because yeah. uh, Jimmy G is hurt. He got a cramp in his calf and he can't play. <laughs> what is that really? It? Yeah, it's legitimately what it is. A cramp? He got like a Charlie horse in his calf and then that bruised. And that's why he's out. Didn't tear that anything. Bruise. Nothing happened. He has a bruise. He's on the injury report because of a bruise. Yeah, can't play. That is some bullshit. That is definitely the front office just so being like, give we're, us we're gonna, and, and then they put George Kittle on the IR. What? Yeah, George Kittle is hurt again. Are they tanking? I don't know what they're doing. Uh, but yeah, but <laughs> so weird. But the Cardinals are gonna beat the 49ers. I think. I think the Cardinals are gonna stay five and zero. If the Cardinals don't beat the 49ers without George Kittle and with Trey Lance, you can go ahead and say the NFL's rigged. Yeah. And oh, I won't argue too loud. Especially something that's happened with the East, the NFC East, oh. West specifically. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So other than that, um, Monday Night Football is Colts at Ravens. The Colts that, look like dog they shit. They do, but that game does have implications. Oh, yeah. In the AFC and stuff. Yeah, it sure does. The implication of the Ravens and the way that they're like being weird and mediocre, right? But also can still win against the Chiefs, right? So, so yeah, so that's it. That's all we have to say. We're done venting and talking to our therapist, you, uh, about the Chiefs. So, until tomorrow, whenever Brendan and I yeah. are hanging out two hours early <laughs> before the game and we have just tears oh rolling God. down our faces. So, uh, but thank you for listening. Couldn't do it without you. Uh, make sure to subscribe to this so you never miss a, an NFL show. That's right. Um, every Monday, Brennan and I are joined. I don't know. I, I guess joined is not the right word because that's where it started. Right. Right now we're separated. 
So uh, uh, Vargas is with us, and we we talk about lots of fun stuff, movies, uh, anything pop culture. We just had a, a snack, or I guess coming up is our snack episode. That's right. It's a fun episode. Um, every every uh, Wednesday, Vargas and I talk about some, some heavy music, so you can listen to that, The Onslaught. Uh, it's its own feed, so go check that out. But most importantly, just subscribe to the, ba- the Debates channel, and you won't miss a thing. Um, yep. Email us at debatesonfans at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter, Debates on Tap. Find us on Instagram, Debates on Pictures. Beautiful. That's a great wrap up. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Go, Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs>